So, thank you very much for watching us again and um, welcome to the live stream of Tech Talk. Oh no, we rebranded it already. It's chaos and amazement, Phil. Chaos and welcome amazement. to chaos and yeah. amazement. <laughs> okay, yeah. So, like this week, we have some pretty awesome news, I think. Yeah, every lot. week is awesome if you get to be online yeah. in my world. I mean, I could I could live forever just staying inside during an eternal lockdown as long as I could go online. Um, I wouldn't I wouldn't miss the real world <laughs> uh, for a bit. No, really. Um, so chaos and amazement, Phil. Yeah, it's um, a really good name. Why? Why? Did, yeah, I like it too. It's uh, also the name of my weekly newsletter where you will find the show notes of today's uh, show. Um, the, you can subscribe to my newsletter. It's being sent every Saturday morning, 8 o'clock, um, at uh, su my Substack, globalarts.substack.com. It's called Chaos and Amazement because in um, singularity, uh, you know what the singularity is? Yeah, yeah. Yes, you do. So the technological um, singularity predicts that just after the singularity, so after years of disillusionment about why don't we have any self-driving cars yet? Where's my jetpack? And suddenly the, the technological singularity happens, which I think is happening right now. Um, you have this period of both chaos and amazement. So mm. that's how I look at digital technology. And this is also why it's a great time to be alive. So That's true. There we are. And we also got something new this week. I've added something because last week you were adding to the show that once we uh, mentioned ChatGPT or Elon yeah. Musk, <laughs> we need to do something with it. So... I um, invented some um, charity jar for every time we mention the words ChatGPT, Elon Musk, or China. Then there is like a sound mm -hmm. that it's not making now. <laughs> and also a counter. And the counter is like uh, euros every time we mention it. Yeah. It's one euro added to the charity jar. And at the end of the year, our viewers can um, decide, which decide which charity uh, we're going to... yeah. Well, gets all the money. That's a great idea. Yeah. And I have a feeling that this this list of three three b taboo words in this uh, in this show is going to get a lot longer. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, however, I couldn't help myself. I'm not going to talk about China today, but I'm afraid there's okay. a little bit of chat GPT. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> Maybe even a little bit of Elon Musk in there. Um, but uh, this week is, is uh, CES in Las Vegas. I haven't been yeah. there yet, but it is, of course, the uh, the high point of every nerd's uh, year. It's one of the biggest shows. And then usually um, a lot of the new hardware and software devices, robots, uh, are being launched there. And they were there already with a pretty big booth and a very impressive uh, presence last year, but this year they even spent even more money, and that's John Deere. So you well. m might not expect no. a tractor brand um, at CES in Las Vegas, but they consider themselves as um, they don't just sell agricultural machines no, or tractors. No, but if, if you are inside of a John Deere, it's really crazy about how many technology is in like a tractor. I, it's crazy. I grew up on like well, half a farm, um, so we didn't have a lot of animals, but we did have a lot of tractors. And then out of the many skills that I will never be able to use uh, is the fact that I can actually drive one. Uh, a tractor, yeah. I, I you need have the like uh, a very no. You don't need a license oh, do, if okay. if you drive from like the farm yeah. to the fields. 
so you don't need a separate license for the, besides they they only go like 20 kilometers an hour usually um, but the ones that John Deere makes uh, so last year at CES by the way they announced it and now it's available if you want to buy it is their R8 tractor um, and it's it's like a robot on four wheels that you can oh. uh, do field work with and you can um, you just so the farmer can have like four of those and then just uh, uh, use his smartphone and an app to see how the thing is going and and whether there's something that's blocking its 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 way so the r8 is Basically, we're always thinking of robots. When we think of robots that will take over our jobs, we think of mm. humanoid robots, mm. like the ones that you see in science fiction movies. They go on, you know, they walk on two legs. But I think the robots that are already there, like the ones uh, by John Deere, uh, actually drive on four really big wheels. Um, and um, the reason why they were in the news was not because of the new, uh, new technology that they launched at CES. Mm. Aut their automation vision. The, the reason that they were in the news was that they made an agreement with one of the bigger former uh, organizations in the United States that they were giving back the right to repair uh, to farmers to fix their own tractors whenever they break down. And um, there's a lot of criticism on that. I, I have to give it to the PR people at John Deere that they announced this uh, Two days before CES and then at CES they have more stuff to mm. announce, so it kind of you know is drowned out. It's not really a right to repair because if you buy a new John Deere uh, today, what you, it's basically the same model as for Tesla. So you're not you're not actually buying the machine; mm. you're buying the right to use it. And um, and and John Deere is investing in their own satellites right now. So oh. yeah. And um, I do, have you seen this 2014 science fiction movie called Interstellar with Matthew McConaughey? <laughs> is it the one? It's like the 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 world is all dry, has all dried out, and the crops keep failing. And uh, it in one of the first 15 minutes of the movie, uh, the tractors or automated tractors, like literally. They're just not in green and yellow. Um, but besides that, they, they, they work the fields autonomously. So, and, um, and then all of a sudden they go a little haywire and they all start coming home. So, mm. um, and I think that's where we are today. And um, as a farmer, it is not your machine. And when it breaks down or if you want to tweak it a little bit, you're not legally not allowed to do that. And now they have... So John Deere says that they, they have this right to repair back because they were forced by U.S. regulations. Okay. Uh, that is one of the things that uh, President Biden pushed uh, through. So it's actually in, 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 in law right now. But how can you tweak the software that's on an app on your smartphone? I mean, <laughs> there's really no way. Um, but it's I think it's an important signal. If, mm. if you buy... Or basically, it's like renting. It's like a Tesla, yeah, yeah, so sure. you don't really yeah. own it. Um, um, you subscribe to a service, to a robot, actually. You yeah. subscribe to the service of a robot, and then whenever you're late in your payments, uh, your tractor will just simply refuse to start. So that's... Uh, <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's the future. It's the future. We were on a webinar at Bluvi event. And yeah, there was also yeah, talked about ago. like you need to rethink, and it was all about subscription. Mm -hmm. uh, you don't have a car, you borrow a car. 
It's. Uh, I remember when I was little, so my dad owned dozens of of old tractors and uh, the, the ones with the flywheel on their sides, and then you have to basically start a small fire in front mm. of the tractor to get it going. <laughs> it literally, <laughs> and and um, what I liked about it is um, he, you could literally take these things apart and and then put them together again with spare parts. And uh, one of them um, was actually uh, from. It must have been the Second World War where there was no fuel for tractors. And then um, uh, the previous owner had rebuilt the tractor so it could run on wood. <laughs> so you just there was a little stove <laughs> wow. in front of the tractor. <laughs> and you could still, you know, get the engine going and do your, you know, your field work, uh, <sighs> even when there was no gasoline. So that's, that's the type of machines that there were. 100 years ago and uh, 100 years 100 years ago 100 yeah years. I, I, I happen to remember that it was built in the 1920s so that's <laughs> that's um but this is not how machines are today this no. is not how cars are today and i wonder what type of machines will 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 change uh, we were just talking about uh rumbas which yeah but i've got s something to mention because yeah. maybe the the people will like it i i am also a car app designer and mm -hmm. uh, for an influencer in, in the Netherlands, I um, made a car wrap of John Deere on his Lamborghini Urus. <laughs> so I'm going to show it to you. Wow, that looks really, really good. Is yeah. that a literal? That's yeah. that's not like a mock-up in nope. Photoshop. That's no, what no. it looked like. Yeah, yeah, that's what it looked like. And the people of John Deere was also happy with it. I, didn't I can imagine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, so. it's a very powerful brand. I don't think it's the number one tractor brand in the world, but it's definitely number two. Yeah. So it's a very powerful brand. That's what, that was that was really. Do so you still do this wrapping yeah, yeah, other yeah, true, people's yeah, cars? Yeah. yeah. I want to have my car wrapped uh, okay. one day, and I want to look at uh, as um, as if it's from the movie Tron, mm. the original version or the new one. I don't care. I, just I also did this for Enzo Knoll, a Tron version, but a Tron with, version of with red lights yeah. on a Porsche Panam Panamera. Wow! Well, it, yeah. I don't drive a Porsche. Unfortunately, <laughs> I wouldn't want to. No. no. Um, I will be, we're talking about robots, yes. right? So um, a robot that is in a lot of people's homes is, is the Roomba. Mm. Um, I bought one in 2018. And it, it it's, uh, yeah, I'm not going to say it's the joy of my life, but it, it but definitely. But it's a little vacuum cleaner on yeah, dancing. Yes, yes. <laughs> they're round, circular uh, shaped, and, and they just vacuum um, your living room, for example. And they can, they're, they're, you know, they're not too big to just roll their way under your couch and then, mm. and then take care of that as well. And um, a, a lot of people have. You don't have one? No, I don't have one. No, because I've got dogs. And sometimes when I'm gone, the dogs shit Leave inside. behind <laughs> a little. You don't use those words here, no. Phil. Poop. Uh, they poop. leave behind. <laughs> yeah. I've seen a picture of a Roomba that accidentally rolled through uh, some dog poop and then turned the living room into a pentagram of, of shit. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, but one thing about Roombas, I think we don't realize that we that a lot of people have this robot in their houses, and um, and most people also give them names. Um, and what's what's the name of your mine? Mine is so I set the language settings to Spanish, <laughs> and um, so his name is Manuel. <laughs> And his last name, I, I, I apologize, <laughs> it's a very corny joke, but his last name is Labor. <laughs> because he is the only one who does manual labor in the house. <laughs> uh, 
but th- as soon as you have like a robot in your house, um, you name it and you start to consider it as mm. a being, like yeah. a pet, really. Yeah. Um, and, and the company um, behind uh, Rubo, uh, Roomba is called iRobot a couple of years ago, n- more than yeah, 2019, I think. They, they had some prototypes and they wanted uh, people to test them mm. and, uh, and then collect data um, about how, how uh, they were using uh, these robots, how often they were using it, what the, what the issues were. Now, these people got um, a gift voucher for $30 to have this, this Roomba in their house for three months. And um, it was one of those, mine doesn't have a camera, but it must have been one of those that has a camera. So turns out, oh my the God. news broke this, you know where this is going. Right? <laughs> turns out that uh, in an MIT technology review article uh, broke the news that the pictures that the Roomba took of the households, uh, it uh, kind of leaked to the internet. And then some of those are very intimate, of course, because this Roomba moves around in your (laughs) bedroom, your living room. So there was one particular person who said, I feel used um, because pictures of him sitting on on the toilet uh, with his naked ass um, (laughs) were spread on the Internet. And the ones that are there are very hard to scrub off. So that's uh, it's not it's not the first time that iRobot gets into trouble with the Roomba because they had a data breach um, two years ago, I think. And then um, uh, whoever broke into their systems got a hold basically on data about the house, the plan, the layout of the house of a lot of people. So if you know where the Roomba goes, you know where the living room is, you know where the bedroom is, you know where the door is. So, Ooh. Um, yeah, iRobot, do better. <laughs> yes. Um, we, we mentioned CES, and uh, so John Deere, big presence at CES. Uh, I also noticed, I'm still waiting for like the big news from CES. It's not coming. Uh, we're spoiled, of course. Uh, yeah. Um, so yeah. next week it's going to be... I hope so. Maybe, what? you know, the big players are all waiting for the big reveal. I was hoping to get more robots there. Yeah. Uh, but we got something else. So there's this. Uh, remember last last week we talked about uh, um, virtual reality for grandma. Yeah. Um, so this week there's a, a South Korean company called Deep Brain AI, and uh, at CES last week they showcased a service called ReMemory, and what it does is um, it takes images, audio, and video. Um, of a person who is like basically with one foot in the grave. <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> yes. So, <laughs> and um, and and collects all these data and images of this person, and then uses these data to create a deep fake digital twin uh, of this person. And um, so the voice um, wow. video of them talking. Uh, and and then um, images of their face, basically uh, from different angles. So that and this is what the service is about. So after they die, um, you can still talk uh, to this deepfake of your grandmother, for example. And then finally, uh, maybe if it, if it's like I don't know your father or something, uh, finally finish that conversation you were planning on having uh, with, <laughs> with, with a loved one. Um, <laughs> yeah, but it's not that crazy because I'm also on my heritage. I don't know oh if yeah, you know, it's like yes. uh, the, 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 the stem tree or how do you say it? And the family the tree, family tree and, and genetics. And yeah, yeah, and you also have pictures of 
yeah, my elderly elderly um, already in there, or did you yeah, upload them? No, no, no. Somebody did, but wow. uh, you also have an AI tool that they can move around. So smile or oh yeah, wink with the eyes or something like that. It's really crazy. It's like they're coming alive, but it's not with uh, speaking, but it's. It's crazy when you see it. There are people in, in the 19th century and stuff like that. So, Do you remember those apps that usually cost like $15 a month or two months ago where you could upload 15 selfies and then it would turn out? Yeah. Um, really good looking selfies, uh, versions of that. Well, my heritage, I made an account with, with a... A, a throwaway email address, uh, my iCloud address uh, <laughs> on my heritage. Okay. Um, because they offer that feature as well. Oh. So you, yeah, um, it's it's an integration with you know the same technology as as mm. the one in the apps, but it's for free because they use it MyHeritage to suck new users in. And, yeah. uh, and so there are versions of me, and I've used a couple of those as an astronaut, as an Egyptian <laughs> uh, queen. Um, I don't get it. As a nurse in the First World War. For me, it's it's not doing the thing. It's like oh, crazy. Oh, no, I loved it. But Some of them looked more like me than myself. Really? Really. It kind of, this, this yeah, the, the way it creates like versions of you, um, it's uncanny how sometimes they will pick up facial features that you were not aware of. And uh, um, I was impressed by it. Okay. And, and they're also quite flattering. Um, yeah, so I think that's part not, of the success. It was, it was really crazy what I was looking at. Uh, yeah, in uh, AI, it's, it was really crazy. So I didn't post any pictures of it. <laughs> so Deep Brain, talk to a deep fake version uh, of your deceased loved ones. Uh, and I'm, I'm pretty sure uh, that there's a big, a big, big market for it. I think you should keep your finger on the buzzer Oh. right now. Yes. Okay. I, yeah, I, I had. It's been an interesting week for ChatGPT again. Um, <laughs> there you are. <laughs> one dollar, one euro. One or euro. One yeah. euro in the jar. Yes. Um, so obviously, I noticed that it started to slow down. That the server was having, you know, issues with all of these probably hundred thousands of of simultaneous requests. Uh, so this is unsustainable, and um, and and they are thinking aloud about a premium version, mm. and I think this is the way it will have to go. You can't. It's good to have a couple of millions of people using the tool and training it, and yeah. and they can learn from how it's being used. Yeah. Uh, but I noticed they, a couple of days ago they they did a hard reset of the whole system, mm. and it was a little frustrating for me because I had been training my version of ChatGPT for intensely for three or four weeks. I was teaching it how to write like me. Yeah. Uh, and then all of a sudden, my whole history of the yeah, text true, that we've yeah. been writing was I lost. Saw, yeah. So I had to start again with like the default setting, but it's fine, it's a free tool. And, um, and then they launched uh, um, a survey um, on Google Forms, yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I use Google Form, um, you know, when I have to, you know, for my students, uh, for the, like the casual, if you want to use like a casual online, otherwise you use, I don't know, SurveyMonkey, something like that. But their main investor is Microsoft. <laughs> this, this, must have <laughs> this must have annoyed Microsoft quite a lot. Um, yeah. But they, they, um, they sent a, a Google Form 
where they would ask, uh, they ask questions about what, what type of profile do you have? Are you an individual or a professional? Are you a student? What are you using it for? Uh, and then I asked, uh, what would be uh, an amount that you would have to, would you be willing to pay for this service? And then I asked some other follow-up questions uh, to help them assess how much they could ask mm. if, if they would go if premium. If it's too much or too low, yes. what is the perfect price? And, yeah. and for me, like five euros or dollars a month would be ridiculously low. Um, and I don't know, 20, 25, 30 would be too much. And for me, the sweet spot was somewhere, the Goldilocks uh, zone, for me, would be something like 18 euros a month. Yeah. I would willingly yeah. pay that. Um, yeah, if you go on, on jasper.ai, you're paying... I think Six, more. $60 to $90? Yes, and Lumen5, uh, one of my favorite video uh, uh, tools, is, is also more expensive. Then again, Canva is cheaper. Mm. So it, it it would be somewhere in between Canva and then... Yeah, they can Jasper. do it because they have so many subs subscribers now. They they can do it. So And then maybe the premium uh, version um, could get... Um, first in line whenever it gets busy mm. so they always they are always guaranteed to have access to the tools and then the free version would stay available for whatever is left in bandwidth i don't even need new features so no. they they the, the system because it is ai it learns uh, yeah. from us humans but maybe they will, based life forms. they will also bring a maximum of words you can get from the program oh so that the free like version Jasper. only only 10,000 yeah. characters and then it ends yeah. for that day oh that's that's a very good idea so yeah. a freemium yeah freemium. jasper is also doing it like this so i think it's the way to go for them absolutely yeah. i fully support this initiative and then microsoft of course finally they're having their day um after being considered the most boring of of the big giants um they they have a big stake in 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 OpenAI. They're not the only ones, but they are the biggest internal clients that ChatGPT mm. thing has. And and of course they will integrate ChatGPT in <laughs> into <laughs> Word, yeah. uh, all of their office products. Yeah. Uh, basically, email Outlook. Just imagine that your email program like Outlook. I had to. Um, warn uh, my students in Brussels uh, so there, there was a deadline for a big assignment on Tuesday and and I was kind of I thought I I mentioned it like a hundred times 10th of January is a deadline for your assignment and then one third of the students just didn't send in anything and then I, I it's good to know that you have this writing companion where you can ask mm. how do I firmly but friendly tell my students that they missed the deadline and then the, the, I just literally copy pasted uh, what came out. So if this is already part of, of Outlook, um, if, if this can help you write better text, it's just uh, the way to go, I think. So yeah. good for you, Microsoft. Good. Yeah, Apple is going to get it hard now. Um, speaking of, of, you know, um, services like that, um, this is from an article on UX Planet. So. I am like UX blind. I don't have any sense of style. I think that's <laughs> it's kind of clear to everyone. But that's where yeah, the synergy that, is good. <laughs> yeah, the synergy is good. You you have a sense of style. I don't. I can write. You design. So there's a lot of wiki. Yeah. Um, so, but um, for all of UX Planet is a pretty good source uh, for uh, anything UX related. I highly recommend it. They just. Uh, published uh, an article 
an, uh, a phenomenon they call techno stress. And um, I had to think of, uh, we use so many services now, it's available on your smartphone, in the cloud, you can work from anywhere. Um, and the fact that everything is an app now and that everything is in the cloud now just overwhelms a lot of people. And uh, that's what they call techno stress. And I don't know if you noticed that in, in one of our biggest cities in, in Belgium here, Antwerp, someone cut the electricity <laughs> accidentally, I hope. Um, oh. So they didn't have any electricity um, for more than an hour. So that means that, that the little electric trams uh, didn't work, the traffic lights don't work, uh, businesses, private people, so everything goes like, Doo! and and this comes only a couple of weeks ago after the whole administration system was hacked. And, and so this is, I think this shows how vulnerable uh, we all are. Uh, yeah. the, the only thing to just, I don't want to give any ideas to anyone, but basically there's literally a couple of places where you just pull the plug and then everything stops in it in its tracks. Um, um, you can be stuck in an elevator right now and then mm. make sure to, yeah, you're going to have a bad one and a half hour. Yeah. With like, um, yeah, the, the services being overwhelmed, so they have to prioritize. So techno stress, I think, is n not only... The stress of having so many things going on on your smartphone, in the cloud, with your apps, but it's also the stress. You're so dependent on it yeah. that the minute um, it's not available to you anymore, you get the feeling that you don't know what to do. Would you know what to do? No, no. I, I was thinking about this week. I was using Illustrator for a logo design and it was crashing yeah. all the time. And it was really making me, yeah, I was I was going wicked. What, what do I do now? Because the client wants it now. It was for, uh, for this weekend, uh, they need it. And um, yeah, all the time, five minutes, puff, it shut down. Yes. Once again, and that is really stressful because you want to go, you want to move Keep on. Keep moving. Yeah. And moving on, time, and independent on electricity and stuff like that it's oh, techno stress yeah i can imagine and usually you know whose fault it is when something goes wrong and you can't use it or you can be angry with yourself but now i grammarly was really slow past week mm. and uh, i don't know why <laughs> has everyone suddenly started writing again i have no idea maybe with uh, the chat gpt <laughs> and they're People are making uh, applications and stuff like that because I saw that they were uh, that they can code as well. So maybe the servers of Amazon and oh AWS yeah. was was thinking. Oh, that's that's actually a pretty good theory. Uh, but it annoyed me um, a lot because I'm I'm in the zone. I'm writing. I just want to check the spelling and yeah. and the, the tone and voice. And Grammarly equally has AI, so I've been working with the professional version for three years now. So it knows my writing style. Uh, and then yeah, techno stress. It gave me a lot of techno stress. But I see it a lot on the in the evenings and when America is going on the internet or something like that because in the morning there is no issue. Yes. That's that's why I try to be, I, I always have good intentions in the morning, so <laughs> I have my one super healthy meal for breakfast. <laughs> because when I when I get up, I'm, I'm full of good intentions, I'm gonna be productive, gonna drink green tea, 
<laughs> ginger and lemon. I'm going to have yogurt and, um, and fruit. And, and by noon, um, um, yeah, it's, it's kind of, you know, the balance is shifting. And then by night, I'm eating a full bag of crisps uh, while watching something <laughs> stupid on Netflix. And then start again on the, and in the morning. And then start all over again. Uh, but the good thing about this, this cycle of doom in my life is that when I feel like, yes, I can do this, I have my life under control. So before noon, um, I also go online and do most of the mm. creative work. And, um, uh, and, and then luckily, the chat GPT and Grammarly and all the cloud yeah. services that I use when I have to upload videos, stuff like that, mm. that works pretty well yeah. in the morning. And then when I don't know which one wakes up first, like East Coast or West Coast, and then you can see that it's a fight for bandwidth on, on, these, uh, on these services. But you might be right. They could be all... Most of them could be hosted at Amazon Web Services, and that kind of explains. I, I I'm seeing it a lot on on LinkedIn. It's all the time people who, um, yeah, shortcuts to create a platform or to make a website. Or, yeah, yeah, and it's like low code people. It's not the big coders. Building services on top yeah. of yeah. There was some guy who was um, asking ChatGPT <laughs> to um, find the bug in his yeah. platform. And you find it. Uh, you found it. It's really crazy that I it often, can do this. Uh, I often ask it to clean up my HTML code because uh, I I don't like span tags. Mm. I don't like div tags. I know they kind of keep things together, but I'm not doing very complicated things. And it mm. does that well. As also, it creates tables like tables for in my book. Tables look really good. Mm. They organize things. And um, but maybe we should move to Mars, man. Um, that's that's uh, I actually wrote a whole blog post about it because it triggered me. Uh, we know that um, he who shall not be named uh, and who <laughs> took over Twitter last year uh, has this thing about colonizing Mars. Um, there's this 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 article by a software developer. Um, I just can can uh, he's in the show notes anyway. The source. Um, he calculated with the current the technology that we have today what it would cost to get a mission to Mars as compared to Moon. Mm. And uh, literally, it's it's like $100 billion per mission. And um, that's a lot of money. I mean, you can you can buy a lot of Twitters for that. I mean, two and a half Twitters for that, yeah. just for one mission. And uh, once there, it doesn't even make sense being there. Um, it's, it's such a hostile environment. There are nothing to dig up or make money with or make. A, it will be so, so difficult. It's just the type of mission that you would think, yeah, wait, but why? <laughs> why would we want to go there? There's nothing there for us. It's a very hostile environment. It will make a lot more sense, I think, to just try and catch interesting meteors and then send something or yeah, someone to yeah. that meteor, like a meteor that contains, I don't know, slivers of pure gold. Um, yeah, but there is an article that the, in Israel, I think, there was uh, a meteor and they found human DNA Oh, in the meteor. So it's really crazy. And one other thing, there was this week I saw a topic on um, launching satellites with kinetic energy. 
Yeah, but they do like a slingshot. Yeah, like a slingshot. Wow, that is yes, uh, crazy to see. They already are I like it. building solar a prototype. Sales, solar yeah. sales. The thing about going to space, because I'm, I'm obviously a space nerd. We all love NASA yeah. and Star Trek, Star Wars, don't we all? Um, but there's a lot of radiation in space, and, and you would get you know all sorts of nasty cancers just from being in space. And... Uh, um, it, it's not a very attractive idea right now. And then in my blog post, I started thinking about, yeah, why would we even want to go to Mars? But the worst thing of living in a colony on Mars, um, with what we have today, is that we would probably have Elon Musk as a governor as well, because that I'm pretty sure that's that's one of his crazy plans, is to become the first president of mars i bet he already has the t-shirt or the suit that Super goes villain. with it <laughs> and with that management style what a nightmare that would be right. i mean he just imagine that he decides who gets to live or die so there's a, a shortage in in food or in water or i don't know oxygen and then he would decide something like the only the ones with the eugenics uh, <laughs> score of 10 out of 10 uh, get priority in the food line. I mean, that's that's just, you know, uh, no, let's not. Yeah, so it's Mars like not. The, the time when he was in the talk show and uh, how, how, gonna, how are we going to live on Mars? How do we going to warm it up? And he told there's a fast way and a slow way. And the fast way is nuking the poles. So it's whoa, crazy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Super uh, no, I, I'm not even sure if I like the idea of interstellar travel. Um, I I want to go to the moon. To the see, moon, yeah. To see the Earth. To look down on Earth. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, to see the blue marble. Yeah. Yes, yes, that must be great. To just l see Earth from a distance, far enough distance, yeah. so that you can see the whole globe. It's like a city trip, but then a moon trip. Like that, that a short... The famous picture of, of Earth I was taken in, an, I think, 1976, where for the first time there was a picture where you could see the whole uh, of Earth, and it was it has this the blue marble. The picture is called Blue Marble, um, taken by... by uh, someone on a moon mission and uh, it changed how people thought about uh, nature and conserving nature uh, because for the first time people all over the world realized that we have only one planet and that we have to take care of it it kind of forced everyone to think out of the box that reminds me on uh, january 1st it was 14 degrees 14 degrees at midnight that's crazy. That's kind of hot, yeah. yeah. But yeah. Well, um, AI, um, I keep coming back to that. So <laughs> It's the year of AI, so. It's the year of AI, definitely. Yeah. We see we see real-life use cases yeah. of AI. And and what I like about it is the, the cases I like most are the ones that finally help us make sense of big data. And a couple of years ago, a young guy, I think he's British, uh, started Do Not Pay do not pay, um, I think it's CO.UK. And it's a service for people who get um, fines, like traffic fines. And what do not pay basically was in its original form is it analyzed the local legislation and the precedents around this particular traffic fines and uh, uh, would help people who would use the service to uh, construct a letter they could send to the rights I don't know, organization and a letter containing the right legal arguments so that you would eventually not have to pay the fine. 
and it worked. Now, why am I telling you this? Um, next month in February, there's a first case of, um, I'm looking for the place exactly where this is happening. It's interesting. Yeah, where someone um, who is about to stand in court will be assisted with an earpiece. An earpiece, it could be like, uh, you know, I put <laughs> Back in the days with the blue Bluetooth. Yes, <laughs> an earpiece um, with um, a, a text-to-voice version of this do not pay bot, let's call it a bot, advising uh, what to say uh, in court to defend himself. So the person, uh, the defendant, uh, it does not wish to be named. Um, but this is one of the cases where I think, yeah, I can see how this works, because um, especially in the United States, um, the idea of a legal precedent is really powerful. Um, in our in our system, we look more at damage. You know, how much damage did this do? Did you make any victims? Uh, is there is there something where you can prove that you broke or you stole or you I don't know somehow damaged mm. uh, someone or something, and then kind of put um, um, whenever you're um, you're being tried, they try to punish you. Uh, based on how much damage you did. Now, in the United States, I'm, uh, I'm, it's a different system. They will look at precedent. So they, they don't have like this legal code that is hundreds of years old. It's a lot younger than that. So not everything covers what's mm. going on in the society. So they will very often lean on precedent. So similar cases in the past five years. So as a, as a lawyer, um, if you have to defend someone, you have to know all these cases like you know, I don't know, traffic violations or murdering someone <laughs> or, I don't know, divorce. And the impact of being able to prove, yeah, but in that different state three years ago, there was someone with a similar crime and they only got five years. Or This actually is taken into account. Now, wow. if you have like this AI whispering in your ear, mention that in 2003, <laughs> In Roe versus Wade, uh, and, and, uh, and, and and you could actually use this in court. Wow, that's that's interesting. Oh. So that and being my legal office is gonna be. Uh, oh my God, it's also coming to me. AI. <laughs> yeah, but this opens up the market of yeah, being sure. a legal professional to to a completely different profiles because if if you want to study do legal studies at universities like this, I'm, be, I'm wanting to become like a doctor or especially mm. a surgeon. Um, you would, you know, it, it took longer than the regular education and, and it was only for like the most intelligent ones who were able to remember all of these laws and facts. Yeah. And, and now the whole remembering part can just be outsourced to an yeah. AI so that the ones who, the one who is there, like the lawyer defending someone, can focus not uh, on on defending this person on you know the interpersonal skills and trying to convince a jury or a judge that they should set someone wow. free. It's really going fast now. <laughs> yes, it's a it's a real life case uh, and it's going to be used I think on the eighth of February. So wow. um, it That's would be uh, yeah, but we don't know which case, we don't know which defendant, but I'm pretty sure that we will hear about the outcome. Yeah. Uh, did the AI win? Huh? And the next step is of course that the judge is an AI. <laughs> so that the, the the judge and this <laughs> is this is where AI crosses a line. Yeah. I mean it it this would cross a line, I think if it's good to have a system that makes sense of big data 
and then kind of produces something to say or something to send in a letter. Uh, but making decisions never be left to to AI. Um, although that would make all like better decisions <laughs> than humans would because they're not biased. Um, but can you imagine that when we have to implement, uh, Im, how do you say it, uh, when it's integrating in our body, AI? That's one part that I, I, I don't believe. It, like you, when you, the brain interfaces, the brain-computer interfaces, yeah. is that what you're talking yeah, about? Yeah, Elon is also working on it with... Uh, <laughs> I don't think it's going to happen any day soon. What is the name of Elon's project? Cyber, Neuralink. Neuralink, yeah. Neuralink, yeah. It's not. It's it's. It was supposed to be here already. He promised that it would be live, and then he quickly bought a smaller company, like a competitor that was, you know, a little bit ahead of mm. what they were doing at Neuralink. It's still not there because the two systems brain is wetware, as they call it, and very hard to interface it uh, with. With and and why? I mean, there are some theoretical cases like people who are paralyzed, for example, for some reason where the interface between the brain and the body is somehow broken and they could be helped through. Um, but apart from that specific case where it could help people who are paralyzed, I'm I'm not a big fan of having something implanted. Uh, I would... have. Are you a Star Wars or a Star Trek fan? I is like both. You <laughs> like both? Do you yeah. know who Seven of Nine is? No. Seven of Nine. Um, well, she's like... You know who the Borg are? Yeah, the yeah. Borg. So she's half Borg. Ah, uh, okay. And half human, and and she is is built. She's got uh, yeah, this she's yeah. beautiful woman, uh, the actress, and she's got this 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 brain computer interface, yeah, and you can see bits true. and pieces of it uh, on on her face. Uh, not a big fan. Not a big fan. Um, no, I think no. <laughs> Two um, years later, Clue with the old interface. <laughs> I would rather have like some of the characters in Star Trek series have pretty cool tattoos, and uh, I would rather have have you know Chakotay's tattoos uh, over here or Jadia Dex's uh, little spots over her body. Rather that than so having a brain computer. So public defense. speaker <laughs> <laughs> joining the stage now. <laughs> Um, I have to, yeah, we're still, we're st hey, can you check if there are any comments or questions on what we're doing? Yeah, there's I'm one. I'm going to do a quick check. One comment of Tibos is... One comment. I can see that there's one comment. Yeah. Yes, yes. Right. Um, that's what we do. <laughs> and yeah, YouTube is a bit, you know, that's very rare to have comments on a on a young channel like yeah. like this one. Um, what else did I have? The creator economy. I think that I I actually one of those other books that I have in draft, um, so it's far from published. Talks about the creator economy in, in two or three of the chapters, and I came up with this model called content community commerce, where you would have to first create content so you attract a community like mm. a tribe, and you learn from this tribe how to make better community, uh, better content for them. So content and community becomes like this. It's in perpetual motion. They influence each other, and the more you you get to know you your community, the better the content you create for this community becomes. And then after yeah. a while, um, this is how your tribe grows. And then usually if you look at examples on YouTube or a newsletter or a blog or Twitter or TikTok, it can take up to two years. 
Yeah, they all say keep in it for six months at least. At least, I yeah. think I think like eighteen months is more realistic yeah. of of you know creating uh, content for this community so that the tribe grows and then. There's this model called 1,000 True Fans by Kevin Kelly of Wired Magazine. And uh, he says if you're able to make 1,000 people really happy with your content and ask them to pay you 5 euros a month or $10 a month, you can make a living with your content. So that's the whole content community commerce. So a lot of the creator community is, is based on models like that mm. and, and, and getting advertising revenue from YouTube or using Patreon to get... You have these influencers, uh, of course, who think they can make a living with by being sponsored in money from that. Um, in reality, that's not happening for the majority of that. So that's um, that's that's. I, I turn it into a blog post, but basically, I think this is also the year that everyone realizes that um, the dream of a lot of young people, like children, ten years old, sixteen year old. If you ask them, what do you want to become when you grow up? Influencer. In my t in my days, it would have been doctor <laughs> and uh, or astronaut. Um, I used to say that I wanted to, what did I say? I wanted to uh, be an air hostess. Yes. Um, that's yeah. when I was seven or something. And you didn't know? Well, I did work for Virgin Express uh, oh, okay. for a couple of years, but I was their webmaster, not mm. air hostess. Um, they are brilliant people to work with, by the way. Uh, cabin, cabin crew, as they're called. Um, because they're used, they c you can take them to a war if you want to. If I could pick like any any type of people for a platoon to go to a literal war with, I would pick cabin crew. Okay. Um, they're fit. They're funny. Um, they speak like ten languages, and they wow. can solve any situation. I mean, they they and have. It's an IT crew, or is it the all marketing IT, or what is it? When crew. I worked there, I, I worked with like a half IT marketing crew, but cabin crew, they are literally the people who serve the passengers uh, while they are on board. Oh, ah, okay. Ah, yeah, okay. those yeah, people, yeah. like oh, air yeah, hostess. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, you, you can throw anything um, at a, a male or female, by the way. It doesn't really matter, but most of them are female. You can throw anything at them, and, and, and they will, you just can't beat these people i i was in charge of the the virgin express's presence at the big music festivals in belgium for one year and uh yeah especially when people when it gets later in the evening people get drunk and then they start to harass people or doing all sorts of things and they were just always so professional mm. they never got tired the, we had a lot of fun together as well so work hard party hard that's what yeah. i liked about so and that's when i made up i my never mind. i never traveled with virgin if i can pick like an all-star team i would just go for cabin crew they can take anything okay um but how did we come from uh <laughs> creator economy <laughs> to cabin crew i'm not sure how we did that influencers yeah right influencers I think the, 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 the idea that young people have of being an influencer and making money that way is very naive. And, of course, there's this top 1% of, of you know, the Ronaldos of this world who, make, who do make literal lots of cash by being an influencer. But the majority, the influencers that do have an income, do not do this through sponsorships. They do this uh, through, for example, 
online services that they that they offer, like online courses where you pay to do this online course on masterclass.com or Coursera or something like that. Some of them make money through merchandising. Yeah. Um, so it's it's it looks a lot. M the creator economy is there, but I don't think it is anything like the average ten-year-old thinks it looks like. It's uh, it it is a viable, but I wouldn't call it an economy. I mean, it is a. If you're good with video, if you're good with writing, if 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 you're good with if you're able to keep the interest of a large enough community for more than two years, yeah, that's I think it's to make money with it's it. also more fun when it's in purpose of your business, because you have this like a recommended social media, you know. It's it's yeah. I think it's better than only be an influencer because you always need to step up your game. And keep it interesting uh, for yeah. your tribe. And yeah. I think that's the hard part. Yeah. Remember last week we mentioned the BBC podcast series yeah. about gurus? I was actually listening to the last episodes uh, on my way to, to, the, to the hub here, our <laughs> studio, socialrunners.com studio. And um, a lot of these gurus are also influencers. And then it's, it's a very tough game to keep it going, to keep coming up with fresh content and, uh, and keep your tribe interested. Yeah. And then not a lot of them uh, are able to keep this, uh, keep this going for more than two or five years. After a while, they just run into some wall. Yeah. Uh, or they do or say something that, that crosses a line for their own community and they get canceled. Yeah. So... It's not the easiest way. Um, and we're both also experimenting with the format and, and how to cut it up in little pieces. And then it starts with me, it starts with tweets. Um, I just throw out a number of things, links to interesting mm. news in the course of the week, and then I turn it into a blog post. Uh, then the blog post turns into show notes. Yeah. And the show notes get turned into a live video. Um, and um, the show notes also end up in the newsletter and then the live video gets chopped up because chopped up in people pieces. don't watch one hour straight of course not and so for those two people who do today <laughs> we love you <laughs> thank you thank you <laughs> no yeah and it's it's also good to have like the subject and I want to know about this job subject so I watch this video yeah so that's the reason why I'm doing this and uh, yeah I see a lot of different interests of course, but it's, yeah, I think people like it this way because one hour of live stream listening is really hard. Maybe in the car, like a podcast, mm -hmm. that is that is easy to do. But in, when you're sitting in the sofa <laughs> with your phone, it's, yeah. well, maybe I think working you're, out. Yeah. Where you were going to push this out as a podcast as yeah, well, I yeah, think. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So maybe by next week we will have a link for that as well. Yes. Now in the last five minutes, uh, I also I try to end with uh, a couple of useful or funny sites, and uh, a useful site uh, that I found is called Tiny Wow. So literally T I N Y Tiny Wow dot com. And it's not the first and not the only uh, online service where you can shrink the file size of a lot of types of files. Um, but as you know, I like the way it looks. I like the way it works. Uh, and you can, um, sh mm. uh, yeah, um, PDFs, images, um, oh videos. Yeah, so every possible type of digital file that you have and that is too heavy to upload, um, um, or to email or whatever um, 
Um, I, I like the interface and I like uh, I like uh, everything about tinywow.com. So yeah, they also have AI image generator already. Oh, they do. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that I didn't have it when I discovered yeah. it. Profile so photo maker as well. I see. Yeah. Um, so even though we have clouds at our availability, we used to used to start with Dropbox and now we have iCloud, we have Microsoft Cloud. Um, we have uh, Google Clouds. Um, I still run out of space. <laughs> yeah. uh, Definitely when you're doing videos. When you videos, know you have yeah. room, you just start adding more. Plus on websites, for example, your images uh, have to load fast and still yeah. look good. So that's what uh, Tiny Wow can help you. And then the last one is Housel. So Housel.Housel. Um, I wasn't even sure. So can you spell it? Because yeah, house, so um, H-O-U-S. L E dot and then the same word again, housel dot housel. So it's a wordle for houses. <laughs> um and uh housel dot housel. Housel dot housel, yeah. That's that's it's going to Google on my uh Yeah. Um Okay. So Wordle launched okay. in two thousand eighteen and then the New York Times bought it. Do you wordle? You don't? No. I wordle every day. Yeah, but you're a copywriter. I'm a designer. Oh, I draw. True that. <laughs> I true <sketch>. that. Um, <laughs> um, it's it's a little. It's it's such a simple uh, word game, and it's it's amazing how fast it kind of becomes part of your daily routine. Mm. So I'm I'm an I'm a lady that does crosswords. I mean, it's wordle, but it it makes me feel good uh, f every day um, for a few minutes, maybe. Okay. Um, and there are a lot of clones, so they're different as, I don't know, you tell me, there, there's harder versions, there's versions where you have four words at the same time, or you okay. there's there's a wordle uh, for Dutch um, Dutch words, so th it, there's a lot of copycats of yeah. wordle, and even after, so when did this become a thing? I think during the pandemic is one of those things that went viral during the pandemic. So it's been going on for two years and there's still copycats coming out. So Housel is one of those. And I'm not sure if you, have you found it in no. the meanwhile? No. You? So, so first, your four letters, H-O-U-S, yeah. L-E, yeah. Housel, dot house, sorry. Ah, dot house. Oh. Okay. dot house. Yeah, yeah. Now you I have it now? Okay, so what's what's the deal with with Housel? So basically, the game is as follows: you get the um, uh, the sales pictures uh, of a house that is actually for sale somewhere in the United States. You could easily make a copy of this for the Belgian houses or whatever you have ugly Belgian houses. I don't know. And um, so you see a house, and uh, you have to guess Too low. how much uh, it sells for. And um, I, you're trying this as we speak. Um, my, what I think it costs is always too low. Yeah, with so, me as well. Um, you think this one is like 200 uh, million too high? Yeah, no, now it's too high. <laughs> now it's too high. It's uh, it's it's weirdly addictive. Housel dot house. Um, it's weirdly addictive because um, it's um, you try to. You do this because you think if you do this often enough, you get good at 
guessing what what the price of uh, houses but it's also i think it's a big success now because everyone is complaining about how expensive houses are the yeah, housing market's yeah, still crazy and and it's it's painful because it's been this crazy for a year or two years now but it, getting a bank loan to buy a house is no longer attractive um, so it's it's now becoming more expensive to get a loan from a bank uh, mm. to buy a house yeah. so the party's over when it comes to you know bank loans but do you think there is going to be a crash the it's house a, housing yeah, market the, if if it were like a literal bubble it would have burst uh, a long time ago mm. i think the fact that it it's sustainably high the, the prices of of, uh, of 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 buildings of houses has been high for two or three years that's long for a bubble i mean that's that's long i think they will of course eventually have to go down uh, but slowly i think that will mm. go, go go down slowly when a market crashes it's usually because something is built upon something that is not really valuable and in belgium especially i think we all compared to other countries uh, we all want to be house owners yeah we do and we say uh, a break in the stomach <laughs> yes that's that's you know that's why in in some calculations belgians are more are richer than most other countries because more belgians own a house and the other the other half wants to <laughs> <laughs> um and um i think specifically in belgium a lot of people still want to buy a house um but i think that is why I thought Housel.house was so attractive yeah, because that's true. it's it's a website. It's funny. Um, it, it it's time waster, but then also it's painful uh, to see how <laughs> yeah. bloody expensive houses are today. Yeah, that's true. So that's all I had. Uh, uh, a little bit of chaos, a little bit of amazement. Um, we had to use the buzzer a couple of times. Let yeah, us know. Yeah, we are at. 13 euros for this first episode so 30 euros for 13 13 13 yeah that's 13. good yeah uh, yeah or bad depending on because no it's good to give to charity so yes so next week same time next week same time and when css happens it's often a lot of maybe news. there will be an awesome robot wow next week launch that see so see you next week see you next week bye bye bye